0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Scott. This is Coffee and Books and Movies Podcast. Oh, yeah, we're back. Another day, another podcast. What am I going to talk about today? Who knows? Um, I actually already figured it out. I am going to talk to you guys about a review of the South. Yes, I'm reviewing Living in the South. I've lived there for quite a while now. So. I wanted to review all the things that I love about the South that most other places don't have. So if you're listening from outside of the uh, South, I'd like to know about it. Where are you listening from? Are you listening from the Midwest? Uh, Are you listening from New York, L.A., you know, East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, Southwest? It doesn't matter. Pacific, Northwest. I want to know where you're listening from. So, uh, today we're talking, like I said, about the South and what I like about it. And it's not in any particular order. These are just top ten reasons why I love the South and the U.S. Although, sometimes there's not a lot to love here, there is definitely some. And we're going to talk all about that today. But if you're new here, please be sure to share this podcast with a friend. It is how I keep this going. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, vote for your favorite Southern City, you know, there's all that kind of good stuff that goes on when you talk on my podcast All right, so, let's get down to business and talk about the South Number one, what I love about the South, Waffle House Um, I hate to say it, um, even though I grew up in Missouri I did not have access to uh, Waffle House for pretty much most of my life And then I moved out here and it's everywhere but Waffle House is famous for a couple of reasons. If you're not familiar with it, Waffle House is pretty much the best version of you can get of a breakfast place because it is open 24 hours a day, pretty much on holidays. Um, the food is super, like I would describe it as greasy breakfast. Like it is not the healthiest option. So don't go there if you're looking for healthy, but basically they basically know how to cook very, very well. When they cook something there like uh, bacon or eggs or hash browns, it's delicious. And like I said, it's super affordable and cheap too. Uh, The main thing that I like about them is that they're everywhere. They're, you know, like most restaurants, they're down and easy to get to. Um, You know, it's just got a lot of advantages to it. You know, you're eating your food after a long night out you know, on town, there it is waiting for you. Uh, So Waffle House is my first choice of number one. Number two, okay, so this one, we're going to continue the food theme here, but this one is a little bit different. It has got to be the grocery store Publix. Um, Publix is awesome. I actually did my wedding cake, so I didn't even know that was possible for them to do, but their cake was, you know, pretty awesome. So, I gotta say, starting out, Publix dessert expectations are pretty high for me. And second, uh, you know, like just in general, even though they're a little bit more pricier, Publix is found pretty much in the South, and like in Florida, for instance, uh, you know they have other competitors like Kroger. But you know, I just there's something to me about Publix. Like to me, it just screams like it's better. It's more expensive, but it's better. And you know, it's less expensive than a Whole Foods, though. So you're still gonna get your good options. But it's not nearly as expensive as going to somewhere like a Whole Foods that's exotic. Uh, So i just like to point that out again. Definitely a good thing. Uh, Number three, really, really enjoy not having snow. (laughs) This one's kind of obvious. But, you know, the further south you go here in the United States, the less likely it is you're going to get caught in a freak snowstorm. Like, I hate the cold. I am not a fan of the winter at all. Like, there are aspects of winter I like, like Christmas. Like, to me, it should be allowed to snow one day a year, which is Christmas Eve. That is the only day it is acceptable for it to snow every other day. Nope, don't want it. Don't care for it. Don't want want ice. Don't want it. Don't like snow. Yes, it's beautiful to look at if you don't got to go anywhere, but guess what? I got places to go. I don't like driving in it. I don't have a four-wheel drive. I don't have a truck. Like, that's not okay. Like, you know... And then the other thing is, is in the South, if it snows at all, pretty much everything shuts down. So, like, if there's even the chance that, like, there's a possibility, even how, even remotely slight, that there's a snowflake coming, everyone will freak out and buy everything on the grocery store. Like, it, it is insane. Like, I thought people were overreacting, like it was the end of the world or something when I first moved here. But, like, grocery store shelves, gone, emptied. Because they are that prepared in case something happens. But you might go, well, why is that? Well, it's always simple. The South doesn't have the machines, you know, snow plows, stuff like that. So anytime it really does snow in the South and, like, it's a significant snow, you're trapped in your house for, you know, however long it takes for it to get fixed. That could be like a week, you know. For Southern people, that's a long time to not go to the grocery store. You know, I notice people like who shop at grocery stores here, like they go all the time, like not just every couple of weeks or every week, they go every couple of days. So, and that, that's very important because cooking is a very important part of Southern culture. But that's just uh, another thing I like is that the further South they go, less snow. Okay, number four. Okay, really, really got to enjoy the weather, um, you know, as I said, when it's warm, um, sometimes it can be too hot, but as somebody who is not a winter person, I'm definitely a summer person. I love the beautiful summer out here. Okay, in the south. Now it can get, like I said, really humid and really hot. If you're not used to that, you probably aren't gonna like it. But after living here for a while, I've adjusted to the temperatures. Love it. Um, you know, you get used to it. When you're going outside, you just prepare for you know the inevitable sweat storm that's going to probably happen but you just you just learn to live with it it's just to me that's just part of the charm of the south here okay so i believe that was number 4 number 5 all of the natural landscape and parks uh parks are beautiful out here i don't care what part of the south you're in uh there's beautiful places to go hiking and enjoy yourself uh that's probably one of the most major things like there's National parks, and not just national parks, but there's all st- all kinds of stuff located all over the South. That's just beautiful, gorgeous. You can go hiking pretty much any time. Uh, you know, like it's just you know beautiful for photography, and you know, like there's so many cool places to go check out and see uh, waterfalls. You know, sometimes you know, uh, you know wildlife. You know, bald eagles, bears all kinds of stuff that you would find, you know, wild uh, coyotes, panthers, you, you know, stuff like that, like wild animals that you wouldn't normally see. You could potentially see here, so that's pretty cool. Okay, uh, number six, the sports culture. Um, kind of fairly obvious, that I'm a big sports fan, but I'm going to sum it up for you guys. Um, the South is deep, deep into college football. College football is a religion here. It is the difference not, it doesn't matter what necessarily religion you are down here as much as it matters what college football team you follow. In fact, I have found that it is more divisive than religion here because pretty much, I'm not saying everybody here is the same, but there's less diversity here. So college football is the dividing factor between families, neighbors, and that sounds ridiculous, but it kind of is. That's just how it is. Like, Two people could be brother and sister, and if they fall on the opposite end of the spectrum on the college football scale, watch out, because their families will inevitably fight each other over that shit. So I'm just pointing it out that college football is awesome and a mega, mega sports. Like, we can't even fathom how much money goes into it. I mean, it's college sports. No one else in the United States cares about college sports. But you go to, like... Anywhere else in the world, they'll laugh at you. That you know, the Americans pay that much attention to football, and you know, other sports and college sports. But for us, American football, or you know, things like college American football, are a really, really big deal. And you know, it it is worth celebrating anytime your team, you know, has a major victory. And with my team in particular, I'm a big Missouri Tigers fan, which has joined the Southeastern Conference. Which is like the conference in football. It's where most of the champions were for the past few years. Um, but, you know, there are teams that are divided like Alabama and Auburn that are in the same state. Uh, you have the Volunteers and the, you know, Tennessee Volunteers and Vanderbilt and Nashville. You have Georgia, you know, the Bulldogs. You have, uh, you know, the Florida Gators. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. You know, Arkansas Razorbacks. These are all hugely, hugely, like, insane levels of stadium level, uh, you know, experience. To give you just a small fraction of an idea, a typical sports arena in the U.S., like, let's say, for the Tennessee Titans is about sixty-three to 68,000 people, let's say. Well, to give you some perspective, the volunteers, a college team in the same state, you know, in Knoxville, And Neyland Stadium is about, like, I would say over 100,000, maybe closer to the 150 mark. I'm not exactly sure the numbers, but to me that's insane. Like, you're almost getting to the point of twice as many people to go see a college game. So, uh, you know, it's just the idea of, like, that's the thing. Um, Okay, so uh, I got lost track of what number one. So I think we're on number seven. So let's continue on. Okay, number seven, the politeness. Uh, this one should be also fairly obvious, but you know, you talk to someone on you know who's not from the South, you're going to instantly know. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to not be from the South. I'm just saying the one thing I've noticed is that Southern people are pretty polite, like just in general. Like you know, they'll, they'll talk you know crap about you, yes, you know, sometimes even to your face if it bless your heart. But you know, the whole concept the whole idea of being polite and nice and opening doors and stuff that's very much a thing still here in the south uh i can't even talk to somebody from the east coast without them upsetting me because they just are so crude and crap you know like they don't have time for my you know me to talk and i hate that like yeah you're in a hurry i get it but i mean come on buddy you know we're, we're having a conversation here so there's always that And then people on the West Coast, you know, they're more laid back and relaxed. But to me, the Southerners know how to talk with a certain element. You know, it's slower paced, but it's definitely leisurely. And, you know, I think it's sometimes nice to listen to. Which brings me into my next point. Uh, I believe this is number eight. Southern accents are pretty awesome. Like, just in general... There's not so many accents here, you know, that I hear as much anymore, but the further deep you go in the South and the more rural you are, oh, you better believe that accent comes out and it's strong and it will change your life. You know, trust me. And the longer you're around it, the more likely you are to pick up their terminology, their terms, you're going to develop that accent. It's real strong. Okay. Uh, number nine. Uh, so let's see here. What else can we talk about? Uh, Number nine, I'm going to go with, you know, now I'm running out of topics, but, you know, it's okay, because I I just thought that, you know, you guys would enjoy listening to me ramble again. Um, Number nine, I'm going to go with the obvious, which is the food culture again. You know, I brought up food earlier, but just the different types of food, oh my God, is so good here. Like, I just, I can't even begin to describe it. Like, Barbecue is on another level. Uh, everything is delicious. Like I just, I feel like that people here know how to cook in a certain style of way that you won't find. Just different places, like everywhere from Louisiana, Georgia, you know uh, Tennessee, you know North Carolina, you name it. Like any southern state, Alabama, they have their own styles of barbecue, their own you know secret recipes that they've developed over. You know, a very, very long time perfected. Uh, so just the fact that like, you know, like that even exists is awesome. Uh, I'll give you an example. I heard about how some people use to create a certain flavor of barbecue sauce. They use Dr. Pepper in their secret sauce, like as like an additional way of making a certain flavor come out, which, Hey, that's cool. So, but it's not just barbecue. It's, it's literally just a number of things like, uh, you know, Southern food in general is famous for what's called the meat and three, where you get a meat and three sides, which sounds ridiculous. But if you've ever been to a Cracker Barrel, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, uh, that's clearly you know the food of like anyone who's ever hungry. Just go eat a Cracker Barrel. Like it's super cheap. You get a tremendous amount of food, and you know it happens every time I've ever been there. Like it's just it's amazing. It's it's cheap and it's you know. Good food, you know. It's not the healthiest food for you, but you know, if you're on a budget, it's definitely going to pave the way to everything. And last but not least, I'm going to talk about this thing, which is going to probably be mostly controversial, but it's number ten for me, which is you know the cost of living. You know, if you're from you know a more expensive city, you'll know exactly what I mean, because you know, I when I moved here. When I moved to the South, I wasn't expecting all the different prices and fluctuations and how much everything costs. But the truth is, is that pretty much outside of like your cost of living for like an apartment or, you know, a house, it's pretty cheap. And I mean that in the nicest way possible, as in like, you know, if you're from there, you probably think it's ridiculously high and expensive. But if you're from another area another part of the u.s another part of the world you'll know exactly what i'm talking about which is that like to get certain things is expensive i mean yes you know cost of living is higher you know but like things like and you know medical are i believe are cheaper and things like you know yes we don't have transportation the way other places do but there is cheaper options for transportation. There is cheaper options for, you know, food and, you know, things like that. You know, the other basic necessities are cheaper than in a lot of other parts of the country, which is pretty nice. It's just that in a lot of places, um, specifically in the major cities, the rent has increased dramatically. So unfortunately that's a side effect, but in many rural places and towns, the rent is still very affordable. So something to keep in mind is if you can work from home, that may be a way to save thousands and thousands of dollars every year. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, but, you know, I always hear about how people move to, you know, over here from, you know, places like New York and California. Well, yeah, their cost of living is, you know, like what, like three times the cost of ours. Like they're going to come here. Like that's just reality. Like if they're looking to move and they want the best that life can offer, Would you not blame them for coming here when, like, it's a third of the cost that they were spending before? Like, of course they're going to come here. So that's just the way things are. Uh, Anyway, those are the the top ten things that I loved about the South. Um, You know, there's obviously a lot of bad here still, but that's for another episode. Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed me talking about uh, the United States. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask. I would love to hear from you guys. Thanks again. Uh, This is Scott signing off.